0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Asian Cinema Fusion. I am your host, Paul Martinez, and we're here talking Asian Cinema. Five reviews to go on today's show. And uh, we're going to get right into it. We're going to start with Master from South Korea, 2016. Directed by Cho Uy Suk. I um, hope I'm saying that right. Uh, he was the director of a film, Cold Eyes, which I saw actually. At the festival, the New York Asian Film Festival And a pretty good film And so uh, this was uh, his second big feature film And being that I enjoyed the first I was looking inter- uh, very interested in to say, looking forward to seeing uh, what he had in store for us here The film is starring Kang Dong-Wang Who plays Kim Ji-Mung uh, I've talked about him before He just turned into an incredible performance In A Violent Prosecutor He also was very good in Haunters. He was also in Priest, which we reviewed on here, which I actually was not that fond of his performance. But overall, I think he's a really good actor. Co-starring the great Lee Byung-hun, who plays President Jin. Of course, um, so many big movies he's been in. Uh, Just name a couple. I See the Devil, Bittersweet Life, and Inside Men, which we reviewed on here. And also Kim Woo-bin, who plays Park Jangoon, And uh, really, the only thing I really remember him from is the con artist Now my tagline, and if you're new to the show You know that I always come up with uh, my own tagline for these films And sometimes they're okay, sometimes they're pretty bad uh, But the tagline for this one is He has all the angles covered So, what we have here is An investigation team tries to take down a shady marketing company and the genius con man who heads it. So, as I'm sure you know, in the movie business, things are in cycles. Once we get a big hit with any genre, we get it multiple films made in the same light until it's old and dead, really. You know, we had that with, you know, back in the day with the J Horror Ghost Stories. We saw it for a while with the return to the Kung Fu Master films. Um, and we saw it in Korea with the revenge thrillers, even in the West, uh, we see like superhero films by the dozen. And of course, we had that television zombie craze thanks to Walking Dead. So, the latest is the Asian corporate crime thrillers. I mean, just check out our last few podcasts. It seems there's always at least one on there. Well, here is another. This is Master, and uh, what seems like it's going to be some kind of bland corporate crime investigation actually takes a turn for a bit more exciting uh, film about two-thirds of the way through. And uh, what we have is this amazingly convincing con man played by the great Lee Byung Hun, And now an investigative team led by Kang Dan Wan is on his case. And to do it, they look to turn one of our antagonists top men against them, But he has his own agenda as well. And there's a lot of twists at times. I felt maybe, possibly there were too many twists. But it was still a very good story. And uh, really kept my interest throughout. Uh, But, you know, of course it's Yibyung Hung, which is really the star when it comes to performances here. He's such a joy to watch. um, You know, to watch him put his craft on display is just splendid. As always, no matter if he's playing a good or bad guy, his charisma is effervescent. Kang Wan, who, like I said earlier, I mean, there's simply wild audiences and a violent prosecutor is solid here, but I wasn't sure this was the best role for him. And uh, Kim Woo Bin, as I said, a very interesting role. Um, he plays uh, the the corporate one, of the the you know the main guys, generals. You know, Lee Byung Hun's characters, uh, men who they look to turn. He was really good in this role, really good with his almost duplicitous to the very end um, and you can never really get a read on him which is what you liked you couldn't get a read what he was thinking in his head I just really thought it was a really really excellent performance turned in by him and there was a lot of action in the second half of this film and we also get some levity thrown in not too much but just enough um, and this is something that I find Korean film uh, filmmakers just, they have really mastered you know throwing in you know just a little bit of levity without making it Cornballish, or you know what I mean? It's just a, a balance that they really seem to have really gotten down. Um, the story at times may feel like it's going off the tracks, but stick with it, as it usually writes itself rather quickly. Now, this, while in the same vein as the previous YB Young hit Inside Men, this is not as good in my honest opinion, but it's still a good film um, and it's a nice watch. But I do worry that we are getting close to these type of films becoming a bit cliche. And I know we have another one coming called uh, The King, which we're actually going to review on our next podcast to keep the streak of Korean uh, corporate crime thrillers going. So while I like when something is well done and these types of films have been, eventually they will get watered down. I mean, it's just the nature of how things go. But luckily that doesn't happen yet here. You know, I give Master a solid 7 out of 10. Definitely check this out. You know, especially if you're a fan of Yi Byung-hun. And really, if you love Asian cinema, how could you not be a fan of, you know, this great superstar? Uh, he is fantastic in this film. And uh, definitely check this out. I definitely think you'll enjoy it. Okay, and our next film will be Akira. Now, this is not to be confused with the Japanese anime film. This is a film from Bollywood, India. Uh, It's actually a a thriller from that country um, from 2016. And it's directed by A.R. And I want to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. I believe it is Morugados. And uh, he is basically famous uh, for a couple of films, which I have not seen. But they were big films in, in India. One called Gajini. Another called Thupaki. So, um, if you've heard of either one of those two films, if you've seen them, this is the same director as those two uh, large box office success films in India. It's also uh, starring Sonakshi Sina, who plays Akira Sharma, uh, known mostly for a film, uh, The Bang. She also was in the film, Lutera. Also starring Konkona Sen Sharma, who is S.P. Rabia. She was in a film called Amkara, again, unfortunately, a film I have not seen. And Anrag Kashyap, who plays ACP Rane, and kind of our villain of the film, if you will. He was a producer, really. Um, he doesn't do a lot of acting, um, he does some, but the, he was the producer of that thing, same film, Lutera, as well as the producer of NH10, which we reviewed. On here a couple of shows ago. And my tagline for this film is. Her will is her strength. So what is this about? Well a young girl. Trying to get her life back on track. After spending years in a detention ward. Gets caught up in a police cover up. And now finds her entire world. Turned upside down. Now this bodyward action thriller. Is as full of thrills as it is with cliches. Um still. I really characterize this as a guilty pleasure film. Akira in some ways reminds me a bit of like the old Steven Seagal films with one lone woman dismantling multiple attackers about taking much of any damage at all. And based on that, I wouldn't think much of this. But there's a bit more going on here that really helps it. Akira's character is multi-layered. She's a loner, really doesn't fit in anywhere, even among her own family. Um, she goes through hell in this film, spending time wonkfully committed to a sanitarium. I mean, you find yourself rooting for her to not just get justice, but to really destroy everyone involved. The action scenes are done very well, with some very good choreography. I don't know if Miss Sinna has any true martial arts training, but it sure felt like she did. And I'm a kind of a sucker for butt-kicking women films, so this was a little bit up my alley. Um, The acting was fair, nothing really glaringly bad or good. Uh, Mr. Cashat was a bit over the top as the evil policeman, but I tend to feel that was how the character was written rather than his own take. Uh, Our lead actress had her ups and downs here, but overall I thought she was solid. But where the true shortcomings line is, is in the storytelling and plot devices, which as I alluded to earlier were at times a bit cliched. Uh, one that really stood out for me was the pregnant detective who won't let it go and really works hard to uncover the truth. Um, and you get see Fargo. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was like glaringly like ripped from her character. This to me was a glaringly rip from Fargo. But there are some touching scenes that dealt with children who were deaf and or mute. Um, that was a, a nice little layer to the film. And the fact that Akira's late father was as well, and she's so able to interact with his children by sign language, but also was a nice little plot device. So, as I said, this is no masterpiece, but I found it a fun watch. It is about two hours and twenty minutes or so, and there are a few lagging parts midway. Nothing really awful that you know that you're gonna like fight to stay awake. But I mean. A film that long is usually going to have some lagging parts, and it did a little midway. I think this is a fun to watch if you want some light on plot, heavy on action and thrills type of film. And, you know, if that's what you want to see, I think give this a chance. I think a lot of uh, my listeners don't really give Bollywood films a chance. And um, I I try to say I I don't watch a lot of Bollywood, but I do try to seek out the, the really good ones on the ones that, you know... I think I would like, and I think you would like this one. I think it's a really fun, lighthearted watch. And um, believe me, you could do a lot worse than watching Akira. So uh, look for it. All right. Our third uh, review is a film from 2013, which I had such wanted to see at the New York Asian Film Festival a couple years ago, and unfortunately I couldn't make it. Uh, for that showing. And I finally got a chance to sit down and watch it. And it's called. The Terror Live. And this is a 2013 South Korean film. Directed by. Kim Young Woo. Who really the only thing I know he's done is anamorphic. Which I have not seen. I really don't know him of anything else. But it is starring. Ha Jung Woo. Who plays. Uh, Yoon Young Wa. And uh, he's. And he's a really good actor. He's been in Chaser, Yellow Sea, The Handmaiden, which we just reviewed. Also starring Lee Kyung Young, who plays Cha Dayan. Uh, he was in The Pirates, uh, Company Man, Whistleblower. And also starring Jun Hai Jin, who plays Park Jung Min. Uh, she, uh, she was the star of Sorry, Voice from the Heart. And he had a key role in the film, The Throne, which we reviewed on here uh, back in the summer. And uh, my tagline for this film is, this news is breaking. So, a recently demoted anchorman gets the story of a lifetime when a terrorist bomber calls his radio show. So I heard good things about this, um, as I said from the festival, and I'm glad I finally watched it. Uh, this is extreme suspense thriller as only South Korea does it. Now I've stayed on here before. k thrillers are kind of my favorite genre in Asian cinema over the last couple of years. But, you know, we're always in fear for the point when it's going to jump the shark. And, well, this film, I will say, is still safely in the water. From the opening minutes, the intensity has turned all the way up. I mean, we have everyone with their own agendas... From the anchor trying to revive his career. His boss who was trying to up the ratings to get a promotion. To the government who was trying to manipulate everyone else for their own reasons. There are some shocks and surprises. But mostly this is just a pressure cooker ready to explode. And you know, as the story goes live on TV with the terrorists and the anchor in a battle of wills. With lives of innocents hanging in the balance. I mean this was riveting stuff. Now... There were some points midway in the film that felt a little tedious and didn't really push the story along. And there was what, in my mind, was an unnecessary side plot for some supposed bribes taken by the lead. But it wasn't enough to do too much harm to the overall product. I just felt it it wasn't necessary. They, they They didn't need that in this film. You know, what you had was awesome. That little side story really lent nothing to the film. But speaking of the lead, as we uh, just mentioned him, um, what a fantastic job turned in by Ha Jung-woo. And this is 90% of him on the screen. And that's not easy to accomplish, but he did it very well. I, I can't say much on the rest of the cast. I mean, Lee Young young is okay as, you know, the jerk of a boss. Um, Jun Hai Jin didn't have much to do here, but, you know, she was adequate. There are some slight twists, but nothing too over the top. And the big reveal was one I kind of thought was a possibility early on. Still, this was definitely one that kept me engaged, and that's what you need in this type of film. I mean, really, when you're watching these type of films, that's the most important part of it to me, is are you engaged? Are you You know, following what's happening. Or are you just like, you know, get to the end, you know? I'm sure we've all seen movies like that where we're like, watching the film, it's like, yeah, it's okay. How much more time is left in this film? Not this film. This film, um, I never wondered how much time is left because I was just so engaged in the story and how this was going to play out. I just think that's, you know, a sign of a really well-made film and definitely a film that I think you guys would definitely enjoy. I'm not sure if this is on Netflix or not. I didn't search for it on Netflix, but it is around. It's live. It shouldn't be too hard to find. As I said, if you, as always, as I tell you guys of any of the films that I review, if you're trying to find it and um, after review and you want to see and you can't find a copy anywhere, contact me. Do uh, my Twitter or Facebook page, which I'll give the uh, address to after uh, we finish our reviews. And um, I'll try to help you locate a copy. Um, Almost always I can get a copy of something uh, with all my contacts. So, yeah, let me know. um, And believe me, I'm not sitting here trying to charge you for anything. I just like to spread the joy of Asia Cinema with people like you who are listening who love it as much as I do. Uh, Okay, and now let's move on. And we're going to move on to our old school selection. And uh, I had a hard time picking old school pick. This uh, show. But I decided to go with Hop Keto. Hong Kong 1972. Directed by Huang Feng. Who is. I guess. His top films he's made. Besides this were Fast Sword. Lady Whirlwind. He's probably best known for When Taekwondo Strikes. Starring Angela Mao. Who plays Yu Ying. And Angela and Huang Feng. Have kind of been. Somewhat. Interlinked throughout their careers Um, He directed most of her big films And uh, if you don't know Angela Mao uh, She was uh, the star of Lady Whirlwind Uh, She was in Broken Oath She was the uh, female character In Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee If you remember the uh, female uh, martial artist That was Angela Mao Uh, She's a fantastic fighter I'm just a big fan of Angela's really Also starring Carter Wong who, I'm, as I've stated before, I'm not the biggest fan of. Uh, this is a very young Carter Wong. This might have actually been his first major role. He plays a character named Kao Chang. And, of course, if you don't know Carter Wong, he's been in 18 Bronze Men, Born Invincible, which we reviewed on here. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, so, Carter Wong's been around. I'm sure you've seen him if you watch a lot of uh, old school kung fu films. And... Starring a young Sammo Hung, who plays Fan Y. Of course, Sammo has <sighs> been in so many things. Uh, he was in the TV show Martial Law, SPL, a.k.a. Killzone. And, of course, My Beloved Bodyguard, which we reviewed here last summer. So, my tagline for this film is, it's time to push back. So, what we have here are some Chinese students in Korea, which is, at that time... Being under Japanese occupation, uh, learned the art of hapkido and returned to China to start their own school. But the occupying Japanese have other ideas. Now, I was surprised that I had not yet reviewed the Angela Mao film. As I said, she's one of my faves, and I decided to pick this film as it really showcases some great action. It has a few of the usual elements of the genre, such as a remarkably evil Japanese villain. Uh, who are aided by a few Chinese collaborators, which is a fairly common vehicle for these type of films. Of course, the big difference here is that it's a female lead as the star, which in a way is actually a throwback to the very early days of Hong Kong martial art films where you often had female leads. But in the 70s, you kind of saw that trend end. This was kind of a throwback to that. The plot... Um, is it really much of anything? I mean, we have an unreasonably bad Japanese antagonist who bully the three students and everyone else in town for no real reason. Our heroes have been taught to not fight back, to turn the other cheek. But soon it becomes obvious that that is no longer an option. And then the action is, comes fast and furious. And speaking of those action sequences, wow, were they fantastic. Samo is great, as you can imagine. And Angela is at her best here. She is as fierce as she is beautiful. Um, Carter is here. And luckily for me, he's injured early and does not do much fighting. They try to showcase some of the Haikido style, which is a lot of grappling and throws early on. But by the end battles, there was very little of that. It was really more some conventional kung fu fighting. The actor was Okay. Uh, Samuel stands out in that department as well. Angela had moments I felt that were both good and bad. But I give her performance a passing grade. But as I often say, these type of films never really lend itself to great thespian work. But that being said, I look for these films to be more of a screen presence. I'm going to do an actual acting, I guess. Samuel's screen presence jumps off the screen in this. Uh, Angela's also very strong as well. But uh, yes, Samuel, it's just something about him. It's just, especially young Samuel, which I did not see a lot of his younger stuff. And when I do see something with him, I mean, I saw this a long time ago and I I watched it for the podcast and I just forgot, like, that's how taken back I was by Samuel every time he was on the screen. He's just, he's just really a a true, true uh, master at what he does. You know, overall, this is a pretty fun movie to watch for martial arts fans. There's a lot of action. A lot of good fighting action. Um, you know, not like I, I talked about, it, I think, with Brothers 5 when I said, basically, it was us a guy swinging their arms and then bad guys running into them. Uh, not this. This is some real fighting going on. Some real kung fu. Samo and Angela really display some really great technique. Uh, really, uh, I mean... Samo was Samuel who was amazing, but and when you talk about the fighting scenes, um, it's actually Angela, which impresses me more. And I hate to say this, but maybe I guess it's because he's a girl. And also maybe it's because we're not that surprised that Sam was awesome. We all know Samo was awesome. But I think maybe a lot of people don't really it's just how great Angela Mao is. And, uh, she is really good here. And I'm saying, if you guys love martial art films and, you know, good old school you know, no nonsense fighting, you know, balls to the wall, as they say, uh, fights. Uh, this is a, definitely a film you're going to enjoy, especially for fans of Miss Mao. I give it a 6.5 out of 10. I'm probably lowballing that a little bit because uh, I did really enjoy the film, but you know, as I said, I just thought that uh, the story was very cookie cutter without anything really much to it at all. But just on, based on acts, if I just wanted to rule. On action, I'd give it an eight, eight and a half, easy. Um, Because on that scale, this is a really great film to watch. And speaking of films of great martial art action, we're going to do a wild card selection right now, and that is The New Legend of Shaolin out of Hong Kong, 1994. This is co-directed by Wong Jing, who's most probably known for God of Gamblers, High Risk, also known as Meltdown. Jet Li film, and he co-directed this with Corey U.N., who is definitely uh, most famous for Yes, Madam, and Dragons Forever, as far as his directing goes, but he's probably really more famous as a action choreographer uh, who was linked to Jet Li almost throughout his entire career. And uh, so, um, and when you look at this, that's what I kind of feel happened here about really knowing. I just feel like Corey U.N., yeah, he was more directing the action sequences, and Wang Jing was more directing a lot of the comedy, which there is quite a bit of it in here. And yes, this film is starring the aforementioned Jet Li, who plays Hung He Kwan, and uh, also Jin chun who plays Ma Ling Yi. And the interesting thing about Jin Chunhua, who did not have a huge career, but... He is known, he also has a very similar background as Jet Li, he was a Wu Shu, a master, and he got his start in the same films Jet Li did, which was the Shaolin Temple Trilogy, and so that's where you would know him from. Also starring Ching Yao Suk-Ching as Red Bean, uh, she's known uh, for Naked Killer, City Hunter, um, Young and Dangerous Part 2. I will talk a lot about Ching Miao a little bit later. And Miu Se. And I really hope I'm saying that right. I'm not sure. It's M-I-U-T-S-E. He plays Hung Man Ting. And uh, in this film, Hung Man Ting is the son of Hung He Kwan, Jet Li's character. And you might remember the same young actor as he played Jet Li's son in My Father is a Hero. Also known as the... The Enforcer. I'm sorry. I, I usually get these uh, films. I really know them as their original titles. And not their uh, re-release names that often. But you're right. It was Enforcer. So if you remember. If you've seen that film. My Father's a Hero. A.K.A. Enforcer. Um, the same uh, young boy who played his son in that film. Plays his son in this film as well. And my tagline for this is. The next generation in righteousness. So what is this about? Well. Almost a little bit complicated. Well, what we have is a rebellion leader's family is murdered by the government. His infant son being the only survivor. Together, they are on the run while waiting to reunite with their fellows. In the meantime, he finds employ from a rich man and his conniving fiance. Now, there is so much more to this than that. Really, there is. And if you've seen the film, you know that. We have secret map tattoos, we have an unstoppable killer bent on revenge, we have a burning of a temple, we have the side story of the first beauty of the martial art world, I mean what this all adds up to is a wild, fun, mostly light hearted but exciting tale, and I will tell you I've never been a huge fan of Kung Fu Comics, but this one's different, it's really a straight a wuxia film with quite a few amusing scenes mixed in throughout. Most of it coming from Dini Yip, who plays Red Bean's mother and is really funny in this film. Really, really funny. This film also holds a special place in my heart for two other reasons. One, it was my very first Jet Li film. Um, which rekindled my love affair with the great action genre from Hong Kong. And it was the first time I ever laid eyes on Ching Mi Yao Su Chen, who would capture my heart. She will always be my first Asian actress crush. She had her ups and downs in the business. But you know I would say, you know, for the most part, she had a good career. I didn't think she was always great in every film she appeared in, but she was wonderful here. As really was all the cast, um, including a very cool, small role for Saw Brothers legend Johnny Wang young Y. We also have Damien Lau shows up here for a cup of coffee, uh, which was a delight as well. This is a really good cast. I would say something about this film, which if you don't know, there are a lot of similarities from this film to the Lone Wolf and Cub films. And I would think that's by design. Um, and that's not a bad thing in my eyes either. You know, there's quite a bit of stuff like, um, you know, like when Jet Lee finds his family dead, he gives his son a chance to make a choice which would either lead to his death or him accompanying Jet on his mission of revenge. And of course, that's, you know, very, pretty much the exact way the Lone Wolf and Cub films begin. And, uh, so, you know, I, there was definitely, there's a few other stuff in there. I don't want to give stuff away, but if you look at it closely, you will see a few other similarities to those films. And also there's quite a bit of somewhat eclectic and slightly over the top characters, but it adds to the fun of this rather than dilute it. And I wouldn't always think that, you know, sometimes I think when we get a lot of like kooky characters, I feel like, uh, you know, you, you made this too cornball for me. And But I just don't feel that way in this film. Um, for some reason to me, it doesn't bother me. The kooky characters and all that, they don't bother me in this film. But you got to remember also, this is a film that you don't really take too seriously. You enjoy what you are watching, and that is some outstanding action scenes, some truly amusing comedy. And Jet is at his best here. Now, there's a lot of wire work, as he was known for during this period, but still, some of the best action the genre offered is in this film. I mean, even ching me gets into the action. And while not a true martial artist, it was edited very well. So that you really couldn't tell that uh, she has no real formal training. And I, I just think if you are a Jet Li fan. And really, everyone should be a Jet Li fan, shouldn't they? This is one that you may not have seen, but really should. And I won't say that. And I've seen every Jet film that's ever been made. And I will tell you, I will not tell you, even if you're a Jet Li fan, that every Jet Li film should be seen. Because there's a couple that shouldn't. But this is one that is not as broadly known as some of the others. Yet, I think it's one that really should be seen. And it was released in the U.S. as Legend of the Red Dragon. And it's a pretty easy film to find. And really should check this out. I'm giving this film an 8 out of 10. It is just a really, really fun, fun watch. You will laugh. Um, there is a part that's a little sad, uh, and there's tons of action. It does Jet Li, us kicking all types of butt. As is Dini Yip, as is everybody in this film. I mean, it's just from the very beginning, it's so much action, right to the end. You know, it seems like the only time that you're not watching great fight scenes is when you're laughing. And so, I just found that this film is really. That's really hit on all cylinders for me. And uh, definitely, check this out. This is a film I highly recommend. And that's our show. And, you know, when we return, we're going to be reviewing Headshot, which I know a lot of people have been talking about. And I have seen it, but I didn't... I had already saw the the other two films that we reviewed at the top of the show. And I kind of wanted to review those first. So we will open up our next show with Headshot headlining. So look for that. We're also going... To uh, talk about, as I said earlier, The King, the new Korean crime thriller. And uh, plus more. Uh, don't know what we're doing for an old school selection yet, but it'll always hopefully be something good. You know, just remember to check out our Facebook and Twitter pages. It's uh, Facebook is Asian Cinema Fusion. And if you go to Twitter, we are at A-Z-N Cinema Fusion. And so check us out there. Um, I post stuff about uh, upcoming festivals in my area. Um, trailers to new films, any interesting news that I may have seen pop up, I usually will put something up there about it. Uh, of course, I ask anybody who's listening. I'm very approachable if you want to ask questions, if you have anything. Even if that's just want to ask if I've seen a certain film that maybe I didn't review or my opinion of it, I'd be more than happy to talk to anybody on those two places about stuff. Uh, feel free to interact with me. I love to interact with people who love this stuff the way I love it. And also want to point out that uh, this just came down the pike a couple of days ago for those in the New York City area. The 16th Annual New York Asian Film Festival will return June 30th to July 15th. Now, I implore you, if you can, get there. It is truly the best thing around for us fans. They have a great staff, giveaways, Special guests, awards, Q&A sessions. I mean, just some of the people I have met. Donnie Yen, Ringo Lam, Yu Song uh, from the the film The Bodyguard uh, that came out, uh, I think, in 2015 or 2016. And plus, of course, some of the best films Asia has to offer. And I will be updating any news as far as films, guests, other events on our social media pages. Um when i as i hear stuff i am waiting to find out if there's going to be usually every april they have an old school uh martial art film festival have not heard anything yet and we are in march so uh i don't want to say worried but i'm a little concerned that maybe they're not having the festival this year but if we do like i said uh you know like us on facebook or follow me on twitter and um the second I hear about any of these uh, festivals, I will let you guys know. I will provide links if you want to see movie times and buy tickets or whatever else, stuff like that. It's always my pleasure to help those guys out at Subway Cinema. You can also check out subwaycinema.com. They uh, are really great. They also have um, a new chat feature now where they have these little mini videos, I think YouTube videos, where they do interviews and talk about stuff. and It's fun to listen to. Uh, Most of it hosted by Grady Hendrix, who is, uh, uh, I I would like to, I'm going to call him a friend. Uh, I've known Grady for a few years, and we always like to chat and talk uh, uh, Hong Kong cinema and uh, Korean cinema, all types of stuff. He is a lover of this genre, unlike any I've met. I've never seen anyone more enthusiastic about this stuff, and so uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to him. Really a nice guy. And so, uh, and, uh, he's just really good at what he does. So check that out. And, uh, that's going to be our show. I'm sorry I rambled there at the end a bit, but, uh, you know, I haven't talked to you guys in a little bit. And I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little weird. I'm catching a little bit of a cold. Hopefully I'll sound, uh, my normal self next time we talk, which should be soon. As I said, uh, we've already got, uh, a couple of films already watched and ready to review. So as always, I want to thank you guys for listening, and bye-bye.